The folklore in Kid Cryptid wouldn't exist if it weren't for the rich history and vibrant cultures these stories come from. While we do our best to provide accurate information, we recognize that we are, at best, amateurs here. This podcast is best considered for entertainment purposes only, and it comes from a place of love and respect for the peoples behind the lore. Now, on with the show. Hello everyone, Sean here for another Campfire Compendium, the Kid Cryptid spinoff where I talk about urban legends and unsolved mysteries. But before I get started, I have some sad news to share. Next week's Kid Cryptid episode will be our last. It's been quite a ride, but the time has come for it to end. Don't fret though, you still have this episode to get through before we cross that bridge. So let's go. We didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them. But its persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. 1983. Photographer. Unknown. Presumed dead. These words, accompanied by a grainy black-and-white photograph, appeared on an internet forum in 2009. In the background of the photo, a tall, thin, faceless being in a black suit stood apparently watching a group of children. This was the first glimpse of the creature that the world would come to know as Slender Man. He lurks in the shadows in abandoned places, waiting for you to come close so he can get into your mind. You won't know he's there, but you'll feel terror and paranoia and urges to do things you otherwise wouldn't think of doing. He'll use you as a tool to exact pain and suffering on others until you're no longer useful and your mind is a shattered husk of what it once was. Now, as much as I'd like to continue trying to be creepy and act like Slender Man is real, I can't. There's no way for me to tell the story without talking about his origin, which really began as an entry into a creepy photo Photoshop contest on an internet forum. Slender Man is rare in terms of urban legends because it's possible to pinpoint the exact time and place he first appeared on the scene. June 10th, 2009, for those wondering. But what began as one man goofing around on the internet very quickly took on a life all its own. People were drawn to the phonograph and words. They found themselves wondering more and more about the ominous creature in the background. In a matter of days, other posters were putting up pictures with the being in them. YouTube videos about him appeared. People began writing stories. Thanks to the speed of the internet, this modern urban legend went viral. The interesting thing about the growth of Slenderman's popularity is that it was all community-driven. No single person owned him, and his legend grew out of the collective efforts of a lot of people. So while some things became widely accepted, exactly who or what Slenderman is depends a lot on who's telling the story. For example, in some stories, he becomes something of a good guy who protects abused children by exacting violence upon their abusers. In other versions, he has tentacles instead of arms. Sometimes he has a face. The Slender Man story is vague enough that anyone could do almost anything they wanted with it. But, just because Slender Man's beginning can be traced back to a photoshopped picture, doesn't mean everyone could separate fact from fiction. In 2014, two young girls in Wisconsin stabbed their friends several times. 
When arrested, they told police that they did it as an attempt to get Slenderman's attention. The case got national attention and put Slenderman in the spotlight. By that point in time, the Slenderman craze had already been dying out. This tragic event, which drew national attention, all but finished off the legend. Slenderman became a symbol for everything wrong and evil with the internet. Despite the moral panic and outrage, Slenderman hasn't fully disappeared. He still lurks on the internet waiting to be discovered by new people. With an abundance of lore and real-life tragedy attached to him, he's become far too embedded in our culture to be totally forgotten. And if you ask me, he's exactly where he wants to be. On the edge of our thoughts, occasionally reminding you he's there, even if you don't know why. Just biding his time until he needs you. And that's going to do it for this episode. Once again, I'm Sean, and thanks for listening. Until next time. Hello, friends. Jonah here from Quest Company Jr., popping in to say that the show that you've just been listening to is part of the Podicon Go podcasting network a group of independent creators committed to creating, distributing, and supporting content that's family-friendly and fun for all ages. If you enjoy this show, be sure to subscribe on your preferred podcasting platform and show some love with a five-star rating and review. Every time you do, you are helping support the creation of more family-friendly content. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.